is sufficient. Regardless of what the situation is or what we're going through, God's grace. Somebody say it's sufficient. If you believe it. God's grace is sufficient. So here it is that we're fighting a war. And when you're fighting a war, you got to know about your enemy, correct? Because if you don't know what it is that you're dealing with, more than likely, you're going to lose out. More than likely. So we need to know what it is that we're fighting against. And what we're fighting against is not flesh and blood. We're not fighting with one another. We're fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places and various other things, powers and principalities, as said earlier. So before we go into how this character, this spirit, deals with us in our praise and how does he enter in and don't worry about it you're going to see it on the word because we teach a word in a revelation here we preach a word in a revelation here you know because it's time for us to grow up because time winding down people see we're out here faking the funk but time winding down and we're out here and, 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 and we are nonchalantly going about our way as if Tomorrow's promise. But to be honest with us, the rest of the day isn't promised to us. So we have to take this thing sometimes minute by minute, second by second. So in order to, to know what it is that we're fighting, we have to get down in there and study him. We always got to study our enemy in order to have any avenue of winning we have to be able to study the enemy. And guess where the enemy is? Within. Amen? The enemy is within. Your biggest enemy is inside of you. Now, there's this character called Lucifer. He's known as the light bearer. I'm teach you some things here from the Holy Spirit because we really got to understand what it is that we're going up against because religion will tell you that Satan don't have no power. But that's a big lie. Religion will tell you that, you know, all power, no, all power was given to Jesus. <laughs> you try to go up against Satan without Jesus, you're going to get your head busted, and I am too. Try it. And even with Jesus, he still finds a way in. You know why? We'll get to that a little later. You know, we'll get to that a little later. We're going to take this thing one step at a time because I want you to understand. I just don't want you to come here. See, first thing we got to do is eat spiritually. Now, if you came here just to eat and get some zoom zooms and some zoom zooms or whatever, that's the wrong reason. That's the wrong reason. That's the wrong reason. So we're going to get spiritually fed first, and then we'll deal with that other. Because my job is to make sure that you get spiritually fed first. And that's what this thing is all about with me. With me, from my position. And Brenda's also. And the rest of the ministers that are in reverence that are in the house. Now, we see here that Satan, who was Lucifer, the, 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 the light bearer, this spirit was a powerful being. Very powerful. And not only was he powerful, but he was perfect 
in all of his ways. He was full of wisdom, full of it. Had it all going on. Now, the Bible says about this character is that he had all these magnificent gems in him. And he had these symbols and he had these pipes. But the problem with religion is religion ain't never told us what that really means. So what we do is is that we read it and we say, oh, he's such a beautiful angel. But we don't understand that what God put in him. And when he failed, he didn't lose what God put in him. He just lost the position that God had given him. See, that's another thing. That's why he's an angel of light. And he continued, and ministers continue to turn themselves into angels of light. See, see, this character is off the chain. Now, but when we go into the scripture here, we're going to see some things that are going to open our eyes up to what it is that we're dealing with. Because the church hasn't taught you what you're dealing with. It didn't explain it to you. It hooped it. It hollered it. It got you all riled up. But you're still living, and we still living, defeated lives. Come on, y'all. Come on. So between what's written in the Word and how we are understanding the Word and how we are living the Word, something ain't adding up. Something ain't adding up, Rev. You hear me? Between what we're reading and what and how we're living depends on what our diet is. What are we eating? So we're not growing and we're not get we become complacent because we're eating the same old recycled cereal every day. And we're calling it manna. But that thing was fresh every morning. That means it was new every morning. And it's up to us to have to go out and get it every morning. Amen? He dropped it on us, but it's up to us to go and get it, right? So here's Satan. Put Ezekiel uh, up there for me, 28 verse 12. Here it is that in Ezekiel... 28, verse 12, the word of the Lord comes to Ezekiel. He says, son of man, that means builder of man. He says, take up a lamentation. A lamentation is a wailing. Take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyre. The king of Tyre is Lucifer here, who's now turned Satan. Amen? Amen. And he says unto him, thus saith the Lord. Watch this. Thou sealest up the song. That means he was total, right? You were full of wisdom, huh? And you were also perfect. <laughs> you were also perfect. Mm-hmm. In what? God, he's magnificent. Magnificent. No wonder he's so tantalizing. Because he's a magnificent being. His name was Lucifer at this time. Say, yeah, uh-huh. Please don't do that. Now, verse 13 goes on and tells us that thou hast been 
In Eden, off the phones, please. All phones off. We're in the house of the Lord. When Satan enters our praise, he just did. That's what he does, y'all. Just like that. Why? Because he wanted to distract you. And he wanted to distract everybody around you. But ain't no room for the enemy in here. Mm-mm. Because Minister Vernon Adams and I was talking the other day, we're watchmen over your soul. That means that if we can't see or if we're afraid to speak up, then guess what's going to happen? Somebody going to get killed. Because the blind lead the blind and they both going to fall in a ditch. That's why I don't worry about numbers in this church. I don't worry about money in this church. I don't worry about the only thing I do is preach a solid word up in here. And that's why we, 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 everything's easy up in here. Because we do it God's way. Real easy guy. Real easy guy. Until you go up against what God has set for. And then you'll see another one. And you see another one. So here's the word. And the word of God says this in verses 13. He says, now, thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, with me. You know, that's that spiritual garden of God that's up top. And he says, every, this is what I want you to pay attention to. He says, now, every precious Stone, that's every precious thought, was thy covering. Do you know as a man thinks in his heart, so is he? Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, and, you, and, and, and you know if a man got a hard head, you know what God will do? God will bust his head. And he'll use man to do it. That's what he'll do. Oh, yeah, we run tight shift up in here. Because this is real. Our soul's at stake. You understand what I'm saying? Our souls are at stake. And it's my job to make sure that I cover your souls with this word. Amen? See, that was Satan's job, but he didn't do his job. A preacher that won't stand up and keep order in the house is a preacher that don't need to be leading nobody. Amen. Amen. Now, the word of God goes on and it says here in um, 13 that, you know, you had every precious stone for thy covering, right? And then it starts Naming all these different gems, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the concubine, and gold. All of them gems. But what is he talking about? You know, what is he talking about? You think he's talking about gems out of the earth? No, no, no. 
What God did was that word Saudius there, that's a ruby. It means that God, God covered him with empowerment. He gave him empowerment. Amen? And then he gave him what we call the topaz, which is purpose. Somebody say purpose. See, God gave him purpose. And not only did God give him purpose, but he put that diamond in him, which means he gave him confidence. Mm-hmm. And then he put the burl in him, which means that he gave him the ability to nurture. Uh-huh. And then he gave him jasper, which was his ability to not only have health, but to bring health. Amen? Amen. Then he gave him that thing called a sapphire, which means clarity, focus, and vision. Ain't that good to have? Say, he was perfect in this stuff. Then he gave him the emerald. That's why he's called Lucifer, because the emerald represents the light bearer. He's a bearer of light. And then he gave him what we call a conbucle. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I'm going to skip that right now. I'm going to go to the gold next. Because gold represents purity of spirit. Amen? But let's look at this concubule. This concubule uh, means a flashing sword. Do you all remember in the Garden of Eden after uh, uh, man had sinned that he placed the archangels there and they had these flaming swords? You know what them flaming swords mean? They mean enchantment. See, he gave Satan the ability to be an enchanter. So, by giving these angels, these flaming swords, this enchantment, this combucle, Jim, they were able to enchant man so he wouldn't be able to come back into the Garden of Eden. Did y'all catch that? You see, sin enchants us and keeps us, that's that flamish world. And it keeps us from going back into the internal Garden of Eden, which is the, the, the soul that's in the delight of God, you see. Mm-hmm. So he gave Satan, Lucifer, he gave him this concubule or this concubule, uh, uh gem, which is a flaming sword, and, 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 and it means he was able to enchant. He was able to enchant all these different things into us, empowerment, purpose, confidence, nurturing, vitality, health, clarity, focus, vision, bearing light, enchanting, and pure in spirit. See, his job was to cover us. I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible. So his position was this, church. God placed Satan over the earth. He was an archangel, a guardian over the earth. And his job was to protect and guard man. That was his job. So he was there, and he was doing his thing through those gems. And he was pumping empowerment and virtue and nurturing and all health and vision and focus. See, that was his job. The Bible said, let me just go ahead and read this. He said now in verse 14, he said, okay, in verse 13, he goes on. And the last thing there is gold. Put that up there, son. And the workmanship 
and go. And the workmanship, last sentence, the workmanship of thy tabrets, which is symbols, and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that you were created. Well, who is he talking about there? He ain't talking about no symbol like that, no tablet like that. Those pipes ain't got nothing to do with what we think they are. The tablet is a symbol, and a symbol makes a sound, right? So he had these pipes also. The pipes is the voice or the voices that relay to you the sound of the symbol that he had, okay? You understanding what's, what's going on here? I'm, see, before I can get you to understand how Satan enters our praise, I, I got to let you know what this fellow was before he became what he became. Because we don't know what it is that we're up against. And we're going to find out a little bit more about him today. Now, it says here that all of this was in thee on the day that you was created. So what he does is through his voice, through his different voices. See, every one of those gems have a different voice. That word pipe there means it's a tool that adjusts the gems. You see, every one of those gems means something spiritual. Empowerment, vitality, focus. Remember I went down through that? Now, he's got all these pipes so that he can voice and those pipes, they change from one thing to another. In other words, when you need empowerment, he was supposed to speak empowerment into you. When you need virtue, he was supposed to speak virtue into you. This was his job as Lucifer. When, when you needed clarity and vision, a different gem took effect, a different pipe, a different voice. That's why they call him the enchanter, because anything that can enchant you can control you and get you to do what it wants you to do, correct? Amen? Now, so when we look at this and we see all of this, we see in verses 14 that he was the what? Anointed cherub. Thou art the anointed cherub that does what? Cover who? Man. That's the job. I have set thee so, that thou was upon the holy mountain of God, mm -hmm, and has walked up and down in the midst of the stones, which are the thoughts of fire. Thoughts of fire are the thoughts of God. Amen? Now, watch this. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Till what? Iniquity was found where? In him. Perfect being. Superior being. Is what we're going up against. That did not lose what God put in him. But he lost the position that God gave him. Because iniquity was found in him. We lost the position that God gave us in the garden because what? Iniquity was found in us. Amen? 
He gave us authority over the earth. Satan said, okay. If I messed it up like this, then if I can get him to do it, then the same thing will happen to him. And so it is, and so it was, and so it is today. That man is in a fallen state. He's in a fallen state. Now here's God, and he's got to deal with Satan. Because Satan now is known as the opposer, the adversary. And he's fighting against us, and he's fighting against God. And, and, and I'm going to skip and go to the Isaiah, the, the last verse of this sermon. Where Satan, when iniquity was found in his heart, what he did was, he's there, and he's supposed to be empowering God's people, the people on earth, and covering them. But that wasn't good enough. So what does he do? He starts running his game out of the I formation. He says, I. Can you get Isaiah up there for me, 14? So It's down there all the way at the bottom. It's up there. This is what he does. He starts running out of the eye for me. He says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou down, uh, cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nation? Next verse. For thou hast said, look what he said in his heart. Now, this is why he was doing his job as Lucifer, covering us. But this is what came in his heart. Did you know that you can be doing your job in the church and hell get in you and you'll just mess up everything? Do you not know that? You ever been in a church like that? Oh, y'all can be honest. Y'all know you have. You know you've been in them Baptist churches. Where, where, where the, the, the Pope preacher scared to be the preacher. Scared they're going to run him off. If God put you there, can't no man run you off. I say if God put you there. But if people put you there, you in trouble. Because if they put you there, they can get rid of you. Y'all don't want to talk to me because I'm real up in here. You're going to get more than a hamburger and a hot dog today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what he did was iniquity was found in him. See, while he was doing his job, he's also contemplating. I don't like this position that God has put me in. I don't like this position that the pastor has put me in. Y'all know all about it. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like the way they do this. I don't like the way they do that. But you don't do nothing to help get nothing straight. All you do is what you do, complain. Mm-hmm. You ever met them kind of people in the church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Them the ones you need to tell, shut up and sit down. Because some of them look better going than coming. We don't come here to make each other's lives hard. We come here to make each other's lives better. Somebody say better. Better. Who want to live a better life? I do. I mean, tired of the devil tramping over you. Huh? See, some of us still like it. See, God can't help us if we don't raise our hand and say, I yield, I yield. See? 
See, I'm thankful to be here this morning. That's why, that, that, that's why God just keep on blessing me in spite of my stupid self. He'll do the same for you if you just humble yourself and acknowledge that you've been wrong. But if you're too proud to say, here I am, Lord, and I'm standing in the need of prayer, I will guarantee you it's going to be a long road for you because the Bible says that the way of a transgressor is hard. <laughs> All right? Uh-huh. So he's doing this thing, man, and he's shooting all of these emeralds out. These spiritual attributes into man. And now all of a sudden he says, now, I'm going to put that scripture back up there. He said, I'm going to ascend into heaven. You see what he want to do? He's covering the earth and man, but now he says, that ain't good enough. You got a deacon job and now you want a pastor's job. Ho. Oh. That... Well, who gave you the job? The pastor did. But now you... Wait a minute. That's what he did. Now he's talking about, I'm going to send into heaven. And I'm going to exalt... There's two eyes. I am going to exalt my throne above the stars. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit in the sides of the north of the congregation in the sides of the north. That's three eyes. Uh-huh. And I'm going to ascend above or exalt my throne above the stars. That's four. And then he says this, and this is the one that got it. I'm going to be like the most high. Oh, yeah? Here we go. See, this is, this is what happened to him while he was supposed to be doing his job. The devil came in to his praise uh-huh, and got him. Just like the devil comes into our praise and try to get us. Every day. I'm going to prove it to you. Go with me to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Starting at the 22nd verse. Amen. Matthew 6 chapter, and we're going to start at the 22nd verse, and we're going to see what God is saying about this. 6 chapter. All right, look here. The word of the Lord says, the light of the body, the light being the enlightenment, the knowledge Faculty of vision and knowledge is the eye, but the light represents the vision of it or the ability to understand and comprehend what it is that you're involved in. Amen. It says here that the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye, which is thy faculty of vision and knowing, if it's single, in God, let me put that in there, then the whole body shall be full of light. Amen? Amen. Then it goes with this thing called but. And y'all know what that do. That cancels out of everything. That gives you the backside of everything. It says, but if thine eye be evil, in other words, if your eye is caught on things of the world, 
Then he says, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, uh huh, because of your faculty of vision and knowing in the world and not in God, then he says, how great is that darkness? I'm going to go ahead and read 24 anyway. It says, no man can serve two masters. For either he'll hate one and love the other, or he's going to hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the world and the money and the things that are in the world, mammon too. It will destroy you. It will cause Satan to be able to enter into our praise on individual levels and everything else. Go to Luke 22. I'm, I'm, I'm counting it on down. Luke 22, verses 1 through 3. Say amen when you get there, please. It says, now the feast of unleavened bread, mm -hmm, which is the Passover. Drew nigh. That is where Passover means time of transition. See, there's a time that we're going to have to transcend from just going to church to becoming the church. Put it back up there for me, son. Said the feast of the unleavened bread, not the feast of the leavened bread, but the feast of the unleavened bread. That means ain't no sin in it, ain't no yeast in it, because Jesus said a little yeast or uh, a little leaven will make the whole uh, lump leaven. You know, in other words, you put a little yeast in something, a little bit of sin, and it'll destroy it all. Amen. It said that it drew near. In other words, when when the Passover or the transition in our life is about to take place. In order for us to get to that Passover and into that transition, we're going to have to eat unleavened bread. In other words, we can't be out here mixing the world with God like churches are doing now. They think the bigger or better. I beg the difference. We run a world ministry from here and do most than any church around here would ever dream of doing. And that's on record. Because we're pushing warehouses and tractor trailer loads around the world and everything else. See, this is what we do here. We do the work of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And we allow you all, if you come here, to benefit from it. But the thing about you, I'm going to get you. Here's the thing about you. Let me tell you about yourselves. You come when something is given away. I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to Because this is to help you to get your mind right. When you should be coming here to hear the word of the Lord. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things going to come anyway. God's word is true. You ain't got to worry about it. So what we do is, is that we've learned that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So we keep giving so that God can keep giving to us. 
And we got more than we ever used, so we have to call people in to get this stuff away because we don't want to go rot. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to do that. We want to help you both spiritually and physically. So he said, now, the feast of the unleavened bread is drawing nigh. In other words, the Passover. And now, when you get ready to go into your transition, your next step, your next phase, your next dimension, it's got to be pure. We can't take sin with us. Now, Now, these are difficult teachings that Jesus gives out. Because we still got this war between the spirit and the flesh, right? And that thing don't never leave us. I mean, it don't let up. You know, we have to deal with it or it'll deal with us. So here it is. The transition is taking place. But notice what happens in the Passover. Notice what takes place in the Passover. When the Passover came forth, this is what took place. They didn't go straight to the promised land, did they? Come on, y'all. They went into the wilderness, right? Where they had to depend totally on God. But they still took sin with them. <laughs> they still took the world with them, Egypt. And you see what it done to them. Mm-hmm. Could have made it in 11 and a half days. From Mount Sinai. 11 and a half day journey. 14 and a half day journey from Egypt. And they got to the borders of Kadesh Barnea and they whipped out. Said, We can't take them. And only two of them, of the original crew, said, We can take them. Of the original 12 spies that went out, only two of them came back and said, We can take them. Johnson, no John, we can take the rest of them and say we look like grasshoppers. See, however you see yourself, same way the enemy going to see you. If you can't see yourself winning, you and I are going to win. But I'm telling you, church, it's time to stand up and fight for your right. It's time for you to get up and say, okay, enough's enough. I'm tired of being trampled on by the devil, and I'm going to take it to him just like he's been bringing it to me. I'm going to draw first blood. I'm going to draw first blood. So here he is. The transition takes place. And you can't take no, can't be half-stepping in the transition in order to make it. So during this time of your transition, here's where religion comes in at. Look at verse 2 of Luke 22, verses 2. It says, and the chief priest and the scribe, that's that religious sect. You know, me and you talked about that last night, uh, 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 Brother Dan. How they'll condemn you when you don't satisfy them. But as long as you're doing what they want you to do, then you're living in accordance to God. But just as soon as you disappoint them because you stump your toe, instead of them being there to help you up, what do they do? They put their foot on your neck and they hollering about the police got their foot on somebody's neck. Well, we got our foot on each other's neck too in these churches. With this self-righteous spirit that's running around here. I just got to be real. So the chief priests and the scribes, see that's the ones that they enter religion. They like having the world and power. And at the same time, they claim to know God. 
And Jesus talked to us about them Pharisees and them scribes and them Sadducees. You know, they're like the wound and scatter. That's what the word means, Pharisee. Now, we're going on and they, it says that they sought to kill him. See, that's what religion seeks to do. Religion don't want you to know what you learn in here. They'll call it heresy just like they call Jesus a heretic. Because he was teaching on things of the kingdom. They were teaching on things of religion. And the two don't equate. The kingdom frees you. Religion puts you in bondage with do's and don'ts. Well, you can't do this. Well, you can't do that. Well, you can't do this. Well, you can't do that. Well, can I breathe? Can I just live to be able to make a mistake and allow God to forgive me? And go on about my life. You want the same thing that I want from you. I want the same thing that you want from me. Amen. Or you want the same thing that you want from me. You want grace and mercy. You don't want judgment. You don't want to be trampled over or beat over the head with scriptures. You won't understand it. Am I right about it? Don't let the devil enter into your praise, people. Because I can see the devil trying to enter into people's praise. I see it. We're going to keep it tight up in here today because I want y'all to understand that we're going up against a tricky demon. And he'll make things look okay and all right. And all at the same time, he'll make you miss what you needed to hear. And you walk out that door. And be done in for. It won't be my fault, but I hate it. Now watch this. But they wouldn't kill him. See, religion won't kill me because they feared the people. Mm-hmm. Now watch three. Religion won't kill Jesus because they fear the people. Because they know it's something different. But watch what happens in verse three. Watch what happens. Test. It says, then, that's a conjunction. Can I get that up there? Then, something happens when the scribes and the Pharisees attempt, that's that religious sect, it attempts to kill the Christ in you. Something takes place. That's why that word then, conjunction. Continuation, something else is about to take place. It says, then entered who? Watching when Satan enters our praise. Here we go, y'all. Then entered Satan. When did he enter it? When religion tried to kill the Christ in you. When the world gets to stirring in your head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It begins to (laughs) destroy your praise. Because now you got this thought, then you, you want to go to God, but the devil got you. See, your own self got you, so that opens the door. And it says, then Satan entered into Judas, which means praise. Same as Judah, it means praise, people. Surname is a carrier. That's the key right there. See that word is a carrier? It means betrayal, praise. Judas as a carrier means the betrayer of praise. Ain't that what he did? 
Ain't that what he did? That's, that, that's what he did. How did he do it? When he allowed Satan to enter into him. How did he do that? When he mixed worldly values, describing the Pharisees with religion. See, this character, Judas is a carrier. Judas, he had in his mind that the kingdom that Jesus was talking about setting up was a physical kingdom. He thought that they were going to come and deliver Israel out of all of it. No. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Judas didn't like that. So because of Judas's mixed emotion about religion, and he was trying to do the things of the world too because he loved money. That's why, <laughs> yeah, he... he, he <laughs> I'm just going to leave that alone. I I won't leave that alone. Being of the number of the twelve. See, he was one of the divine purposes of God. One of the divine purposes of God. Twelve is the divine purpose of God in man. One of the divine purposes of God in man is that we give praise to God. But what happens is, is that when you bring his carrier in, here comes the betrayal. In other words, now... We lean into our own understanding. And when we lean to our own understanding, that enchanter, who now is called Satan, he began to talk to us. Amen? Amen. He began to talk to us. But here's what Jesus tells us to do. Are y'all doing all right so far? Because we're about to close it in. Then I'm going to turn y'all loose and let you do, have you some fun, you know. Luke 9.23, go there. Luke 9.23. Over there. Look here. This is what Jesus, this is what Judas failed to do, and this is what we fail to do too. And when we fail to do it every time, guess what? The devil's gonna come in. It says, and he said unto them all, if not you, not me, but he said, if any man will come after me. This is Jesus talking. Let him who? Do what? Himself. Uh-huh. And then he got to take up his cross daily and follow me. Let's deal with that word deny. How many of us like to deny ourselves? Don't even answer it. Don't tell no lie in here. Ain't nobody in here like to deny themselves. That's a fight. That's a fight. And that's the trick of the enemy to make you think that you like denying yourself. Oh, the devil got you right where he wants you, you know, because now you're in a position of pride and you don't even know it. And pride go before the fall. That's how sneaky he is. Jesus said, that's a hard thing for you to do. Because right, right up before that, Jesus was telling you that they were going to kill him and do everything else. And he said, now, if you're going to follow me, that means that what I go through, you got to go through. Wait a minute. Hold up. So he said, now, if any man follow after me, he got the first thing he got to do is deny himself. Judas didn't want to deny what he wanted. So what happened? Satan in the end, Right? We don't like denying what we want 
So Satan comes in. Can we be truthful? Can we just be truthful? Can we, can we stop playing church and telling lies like we all at when everything in here is a hypocrite? If anybody in here ever tell you that they don't sin, they're a hypocrite, they're a liar, and ain't no truth in them. Because the Bible says that don't none know God, none are righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that a man in his best state is altogether vanity. The book of Psalms. At his best state. When you think you're doing all that, you still ain't nothing. According to God. If God didn't see the blood of Christ covering our soul, we'd all be going to hell. But thank God that he's a merciful God and his mercy is often returning. Amen. So, he said, now look here. You got to deny yourself first. Mm. Every time I don't deny myself, Satan comes in and works on me. Do, do you like that? Amen. At least somebody is truthful. <laughs> Let me get on back up here. I, I thought I was in a church that wanted, some, wanted to hear the truth about themselves. You'll hear the truth about me and say amen, but you won't do it to yourself. When you hear the truth about yourself, you just sit there and get quiet. Like, I hope, I hope he don't see me. Well, God see you. So you might well fess up because he already know. Ain't no need in trying to hide. I ain't got no heaven, no hell. Ain't nobody sitting beside you. You got no heaven, no hell to put you in. You might well fess up. Lord, I'm a sinner. I need help. Here I am. Then he said, you got to take up your cross daily. That's the next thing you got to do. Well, that means you got to take up these burdens of life on daily basis. Too many times we allow the burdens of this life to pull us away from the church instead of bringing us to the church. All because we get a flat tire. You can call somebody. If you really want to get here, you can get here. If you really want to get here, you wouldn't find an excuse not to come or look for excuses not to come. You look for excuses to be here, see. It's my own business, but I'm in terrible pain right now. I've been like that for about six, six, seven, eight weeks or more. But you can't help me, so ain't no need to me, you know, really. But I'm just saying the reason why I'm saying it is because I'm still going to be here and do my job. I just have to hurt afterwards. Because when I'm up here, I ain't feeling nothing but the Lord. The hurt can come back later. And it will. But I'm going to do my job. In spite of me. In spite. In spite of me, I'm going to do my job. In spite of the way I feel, I'm going to do my job. In spite of whether I got money in my pocket, I'm going to do my job. I don't care. I'm going to do my job. Because I got a greater glory on the other side. And I learned to lean on Jesus everlasting. And I'm learning more and more every day. That money don't make me, and money ain't nothing, and them cars that I drive and bring to drive ain't nothing, and that house and none of that stuff don't mean a thing if we ain't got God. 
I'm telling you, church, we're living in a time now where we need God. We've got to have him now. If ever we need God, we need him now. All this hell going on out here and diseases and everything else. And the thing about it is, like me and Minister Adam was talking the other day, see, there ain't going to be no subsiding. It's going to... Oh, yeah. It's, it's engaged now. We're on the racetrack now. Yeah. Yeah, we running the preakness now, baby. So, 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 so when we look at this, and he said, now, nah, you need to take up your cross daily. And then you need to follow me. Well, I just told you. He just told them up above that what was going to be happening to him. So he's telling them then, now, if you're going to do this and follow me, that means that you, the same thing going to happen to you. Same thing. This ain't no cakewalk, people. I'm just trying to be real with you. Can I be real with you? God is not a Santa Claus. Get, you, get, get me my stuff. Turn around three times and slap somebody and tell your neighbor. That's so stupid. Our lives are at stake. And old Satan just sitting back just laughing because he's all in that praise. Yeah, in the old preacher, old preacher in his praise telling lies. Yeah, telling lies. He think he done did something because he got the church running all over the place. Satan running around there too. All through him and him too. Mm Mm-hmm. He said, now, if you're going to do this, you, you, you're going to come after me. you got to deny yourself. you got to take up your cross daily. And that's why Acts 14.22 specifically says, and I'm closing. Somebody go to Acts 14.22. Because this is what we've got to remember, church, that we need to do. Can I get an Amen. Is it up there? It says confirming the what? Souls of who? Of the saints. Mm-hmm. That means to sturdy up them. Because all of us get weak sometimes. Amen? He tells us to confirm the souls of the disciples. That's the saints. Disciples are people that are learned and disciplined in the way of God. He didn't call us Christians. He called us disciples. See, that thing right there will put you to work. That word disciple right there. Oh, yes, it will. That word will put you to work. See, Jesus said, look, that's why he said confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Because sometimes we want to stop. Sometimes we want to quit. Sometimes things just don't look like it's going to work out for us. But we, that's why we got to come together and lean on one another as well as God so that we can be confirmed in the soul, in our souls of the disciples of Christ so that we can be able to continue in the faith. Because it gets tough along the way. When the doctor tell you you got cancer or you got COVID-19 or you got this or you got that or your money funny, your food funny, your home funny, your dog even acting funny, which, you know, 
dog man best friend, but I don't know about that. I don't turn my back on no dog. Says he exhorting them to continue in faith, people. That's what we're doing here. We're exhorting you to continue. Don't give up. I know it's tough right now. I know we're going through right now. I know we got some challenges in our life. I know God hasn't taken that thorn out of all of our flesh yet, but he didn't take it out of Paul's either. I know that God didn't take the limp out of Jacob's walk, but he gave it to me. And then he said, my grace is sufficient. Because by reason, Paul says, of my revelation... Mm-hmm. See, when you get saved, that's a special thing. And God has to put a, a limp in your walk, a thorn in your flesh to keep you humble. And then, then the higher you go in God, you know, the greater that thorn is. And I'm going to tell you right now, y'all don't want to hear this, but you can hear it from the old jackleg preacher. God ain't going to remove everything out of your life. Some things you're going to have to live with. To keep you humble. See, sometimes we keep asking God to remove this and remove that. And I, you, you, if you listen close enough, like we did at the meeting last night, they say, now, nah, you know, you done prayed. Now, listen, meditate. See what God got to say about it. You'll hear a still voice say, my grace is sufficient. <laughs> it ain't loud. <laughs> it's not a loud voice at all. It's not a loud voice at all. He said, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them mm-hmm, to continue in the faith. Because watch this. And don't forget to tell them that we, y'all see that? Must through much what? Whoa. How are we going to enter into the kingdom? Through much suffering, through much disaster, through much heartache, through much sickness. That's how we enter in. See, God has to squeeze us into that. He has to refine us into that. He got to put the fire on us, you see. Nobody wants to go through tribulation. But since my body been acting the way it's been acting, I've gotten closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And y'all heard me many times say, thank the Lord, because the Bible said, thank God for the pain, because God said, give thanks in all things to God. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Instead of po mouthing to God, <laughs> oh, you know, Lord, God don't want to hear no po mouthing. Come on, y'all. What God wants is us to come to Him and let Him do some work in our life. God wants us to humble ourselves, seek His face, and pray. Turn from our wicked way. Then He said, Then I forgive you of your sins. And then I'll heal the land. And then I'll hear from heaven. And I'm closing in two minutes. I promise you. Because I'm going to lay this on you. God don't hear everything that we got to say. It's got to go through heaven first. And a lot of our requests 
a trap in heaven. Because the Bible just declared in that scripture that I told you or, or repeated to you. He says now, if my people, Second Chronicles 7, 14 and 15, they say, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll heal this land. Then I'll forgive you of your sins. Then I'll hear from heaven, hear from heaven, and let you know right there that he ain't even hearing from heaven in our behalf until we humble ourselves, seek his faith, turn from the more wicked ways of our, uh-huh. Then he said, then I'll start doing some work and I can start hearing what heaven, because we got a whole vault of stuff held up in heaven that we've been. We wonder where it went. Talking about, well, God ain't answering my prayer. He ain't heard it. It's locked up in heaven. And he said, now when you get in the right position, then I will hear from heaven on your behalf. And then I will attend to the prayers that are made in this place. This place meaning that place where you turn from your wicked ways and where you humbled yourself and where you sought his faith and where you seeked him and you did all them good things and turned away from your wicked ways and I'm finished. Give God some praise. 